I'm Meredith. And I'm Robin. And this is My TV Family, where we're hosting the ultimate TV family reunion. Today, we are talking about TV moms. Welcome back to My TV Family. As Meredith mentioned this week at My TV Family, we are all about moms in honor of Mother's Day. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in addition to talking about our favorite TV mamas, we will be reading a new listener fantasy family. Please be sure you send us your fantasy families. Um, we love to read them. We love to giggle over them. We love to share them on the air. So send them our way. You can do that at my TV family pod at gmail.com. Um, also, just a quick and gentle reminder. <laughs> Do like and re- rate, review us on iTunes, and a like and share our content all over the social media, as the kids call it. Uh, we do appreciate it. Yeah. We love a lively debate on the Facey Space, the Tweety Pages, and the Insta. <laughs> we do like interacting with you, so keep it coming. Yeah. Do tell us um, what you're watching, if you'd, if you'd be so kind. That's a nice lead-in into our first segment. Transition. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> what we're watching. Meredith, what you watching? <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go first, even though my list is pretty dismal. <laughs> dismal? Dismal uh, and abysmal. <laughs> abysmal. Abysmal. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had a pretty slow TV week. Meredith. Thanks to the stomach flu Come on. hitting our house. That stinks. It does. That's like the third in time in ways. 2018. For yeah. Our family. The fam. All five of us were hit. It was awesome. Um, so I was doing a lot of laundry, um, not watching a lot of TV. I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, but one thing I did watch. Yes. Um, I was talking to a friend about the show One Mississippi. Okay, with yes. Tig Notaro. Oh, yes, that's been on my list for some time now. Yeah, it's been on my list on my list too. And um, she said, you, before you watch it, you have to watch Tig, which is the documentary on Netflix about Tig Notaro. Okay. It's just titled Tig. Okay. Um, T-I-G. Yes. Um, and it was really good. Okay. Um, I just love, I loved her and I love her comedy okay. and like she's just so comfortable with having everyone feel uncomfortable right <laughs> um <laughs> the documentary was interesting you know she became really famous after kind of one show where she talked about having cancer mm-hmm. and then you watched her trying to struggle to try and find like what her comedy was now that she was didn't have cancer, right? Like, so she... <laughs> How am I going to be funny now that I don't have cancer? Um, yeah, so it was interesting watching her trying to um, kind of find her her voice again. Okay. And there's this really sweet part. It's about her trying to have children mm. um, and watching that. It was it was really nice. I really like watching comedian stories and reading it, about them. How long is it? It's like an hour and a half. Okay. Um, I'm going to download that jam right now. I read, I don't know if you read this book, Sick in the Head by mm-hmm. Judd Apatow. I know, books, right? What now? <laughs> um, so he, Judd Apatow, was just like a big comic nerd, right? Like he loves mm-hmm. he loves studying um, comedians and comedy. And so he interviews a bunch of comedians in it. And it's really interesting. I also love comedians and cars getting coffee so i just really it's like right in my wheelhouse okay things i like so uh, but i would still recommend tig okay so will you watch have you started one mississippi no not yet so that's that's next shout out to your friend who told you the order to watch things like that is the kind of friends that you need in your life yeah people who don't tell you that stuff get rid of them thanks jen thanks Um, jen and then, I'm ha- this is not something I'm watching, but this is just something that's pretty exciting. Yes. They've announced that Double Dare is coming back. That is super exciting. <laughs> Double exciting. Yeah. Um, have they announced whether Mark Summers, that legit weirdo, will be coming back as a host? <laughs> they haven't, and I hope he's not. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't know if I've told Strong you stance. that... Um, they did. They aired his his documentary about him, Mark Summers. Man, everybody gets a documentary here in Austin, and he was there and did like a live Q and A. And he's a legit weirdo. Yeah, and like creep with 
would be what? the word I used. Yeah, he's just, he, yeah, I got really weird vibes from him, which is really disappointing. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping he's not, I'm, he could be a decent person. I'm not trying to smear his name. But, but he's probably a creep. You heard it here first. <laughs> Um, More likely a super creeper. But my alarms are going off in there. <laughs> the one thing they did have, though, is they had the band who um, who pl- who made the theme song for Double Dare, and they were there and doing like wow. all, all of these um, sound effects and everything. I hope they were able to clear their schedules. <laughs> it was, that part was awesome and worth it. Um, so Double Dare's coming back. I feel like as a kid, if there were two game shows that I wanted to be on. Yes, Double Dare Double for Dare, sure. Double Dare, sticking my hand up the nose, grabbing the flag. Yes. And I always be so mad when the people grab the flag and they didn't put them down their shirts, right? Yeah. And they like... Pull lost. it together. Have you not watched this show before? <laughs> they would lose them. They would have to like go back and find them. And put that like, dang flag yes. down your sports bra and let's go. <laughs> I wanted to do that one, and then I had dreams of doing Supermarket Sweep. Oh. Yeah. Next time you're at the counter and you hear the beep, um, <laughs> think of the fun you can have on Supermarket Sweep. I always thought, because sometimes they had, like, family. There was, like, they did partners, and sometimes they did, like, mother-daughters. And I was like, that was my only way I was going to get on the show is if my mom and I did it. She was your key. Oh, I love Supermarket Sweep so much. There was one game show on Disney Channel, and I just was not with it enough to understand that you had to actually be on a Walt Disney property, and they, like, swept you away and were like, hey, little girl, come be on this game show. (laughs) So I I just wondered, like, how, like, could you be the luckiest person in the world and get on this game show? Because I knew all the answers. I was like, you moron, it was bed knobs and broomsticks. Or like, you know, it was all trivia about Disney cartoons and things like that. And they would like show a clip of escape from Witch Mountain or escape to Witch Mountain or whatever they were doing with Witch Mountain. And then you had to answer a question based on the clip. Like you didn't even have to have the trivia knowledge in your own head. Yeah. I don't remember what this program was, but I just thought it was like a but you would have dominated it i I don't care what it was i would have owned it died to have been on it and like (laughs) we were thousands of miles away from either of the american disney properties so it was not happening for me but i just thought like a helicopter might like show up on my front door if i prayed hard enough for it um how did that work out for you (laughs) well i'm still waiting (laughs) keep praying Uh, But can we talk about Mark Summers a little bit more? Sure. Because I feel like he's deserving of it. Did you ever see when he was on Oprah? I I didn't except for in the documentary. They showed him on Oprah? I don't know if they showed him on Oprah, but they showed him... With his OCD stuff. Yes. That was mostly what the documentary was about. Okay, so that's fascinating. Yes. And I remember seeing him on Oprah and him talking about straightening fringe on a rug in mm-hmm. his house. Yeah. And spending hours and hours and hours to make sure that the fringe was straight. Yeah. And then looking at it and thinking like, nope, it's not right. And starting all over from scratch. And it's the most I've ever related to another human <laughs> being. <laughs> In my entire life. Yeah. Um, so that's just a little insight into my life. Yeah. Um, well, that yeah. was like the best part of the documentary is that like him... In-depth look into his OCD. Yeah. Him trying to figure it out because that's a real thing. Yeah. I'm not... Making... He's not a creeper because he has OCD. Yeah. I want to make that clear. He's separately a creeper in yeah. addition to his OCD. <laughs> yeah. Just some of the kind he's of like sexist an... comments he made. Oh. Um... He's like an onion. Like you just keep peeling back <laughs> and finding new layers. So I guess Mark Summers <laughs> will not be a guest on this podcast. Well, enough about Mark Summers. <laughs> this Coming our- up this week on Mark Summers Today. <laughs> and we're going to have to start a new segment. Um, so that was it. So tell me what you were watching because I know... <sighs> you know, I was watching this one. Um, okay, first of all, before I uh, dive into what I was watching this week, I just wanted to give a quick shout out and a little apology to... One of our original first listeners, Adrienne from right here in Austin, Texas, um, she sent um, a super duper list for last week's topic, which was teen found families. Mm -hmm. And I could not let it go without mentioning them. Um, I am not a smart person and did not get her um, suggestions onto our script in time. So I just wanted to mention uh, back to the teen uh, squads, um, these fabulous suggestions, which were fame. Awesome. I'm going to live forever. The facts of life. I don't know how we didn't even talk about that. I mean, back-to-back killer theme songs. You take the good, you take the bad. Yeah. Again, another George Clooney spotting. He was on that show. Yeah, he was. Back in the day. 
Um, and then she also mentioned the Get Down, which I haven't seen. Do you know this program? Mm-hmm. Got to look that one up. And she wanted to know if we could include Kids Incorporated. Yeah. To which I say, yes, we can always <laughs> include Kids Incorporated. Like, was there a mom on that show? I'll include it. I, I, I think I've sung that theme song on this podcast. So. I think you have. <laughs> and you're welcome. Um, okay. So um, in TV, the headline with a bullet is Jane the Virgin. Yes. If you are not caught up on Jane the Virgin, listeners, you're going to want to zip ahead a couple, like give us the 15 second fast forward, like, yeah. you know, a few times yep. because there are spoilers ahead. Whoa. Um, holy bananas, Meredith. Um, Michael is back. Michael is back. From the dead. I didn't watch it, but when you announced that this is one we have to watch live, like you would want to watch it live, I'm like, oh, I guarantee Michael's back. And guess what? He is. Which is insane. That's just me tooting my own horn. They wrecked everyone's lives and faces by killing him. I mean, the sea, all it takes is like a gif of Jane falling to the ground and crying when she heard, and I will like lose my business yeah like it is it was so emotional yeah i know people were irl heartbroken yeah no i legit (laughs) not just tv heartbroken (laughs) like really and truly had to take time off work over it yeah um so um yeah old raf opens the door and there's michael standing right there so what do you think do you think it is really michael no oh okay right off the bat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you think is the story? Who do you think it is? Tell me your working theory. Um, so is Rose still around? Seen Rostro? Yes. yes. Okay. So that's and who I know think she's it is. she's a master of masks and disguises. She's in jail, so it can't be her, but I would... Oh, lo- it could easily be her. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> she's proven time and time again that... She's a slippery snake. Yeah. And... You know, the one thing that I could say that it could be Michael is that, you know, they are mimicking a telenovela. Yes. Which means, like, no holds barred, right? Like, yeah. Like, anything is possible. Yeah. They do bring people back from the dead all the time. Yes. In telenovelas and soap operas. And so I can see, I can see that I don't think... It's really Michael. I don't think so. Well, I will say that in the previous episode or two leading up to the reappearance of Michael, they were hitting the point of amnesia very, very hard. Yeah. So um, I really, really loved how they took it back around to remind everyone this is a telenovela. You know, it's very meta. Yeah. And it's like a telenovela about telenovelas. And we wink at ourselves all the time. But they kept going back. And have you seen um, since um, Brooke Shields came on? No. Well, it's fantastic. Her character's name is River Fields. Oh, nice. <laughs> which I get such a kick out of. Yeah. So um, Zoe is um, teaching her about telenovelas. Yeah. And because she's kind of not a believer and they're trying to Americanize um, Rogelio's show and she wants to lose all the true telenovela aspects to it. Oh, okay. So through this kind of... Um, trick of storytelling they have uh zoe sit with her and she gets of course totally wrapped up in whatever um novella that zoe is watching and she's like oh my gosh i can't believe that's his sister and And she falls in love with all of the things that make telenovelas great but it's also a way that they remind the viewers like and this is another part of telenovelas and this is another part of telenovelas and amnesia so i would not be surprised if it was amnesia if it was seen Rostro doing some of her like crazy face mask business. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It was heartbreaking to see Raf have to like make that decision to show him to Jane. Yeah. But seen Rostro was involved in all of that business too. So yeah, I don't know. I know. I think even though they are like make having a nod to telenovelas, I feel like they always bring it back to reality. Like they like, Stretch it out a little bit and then come back. So that's why I feel like it's not Michael. Okay. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. There was also a hysterical um, hashtag that was just kind of a throwaway that I got such a kick out of, which was um, JR shot who? Hashtag JR shot who? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Instead of who shot JR. I just, I think that show is so smart and so clever. I've said it a million times. It does not get credit for being the amazing show that it is. Um, but I just think it's fantastic. Yeah, well, 
they just ruined everyone with that. So. Oh, man. It was the talk of the Tweety Pages and the interwebs. People were hot about it. Well, I, it's they've really messed with us because at the first season, we were all into Raph, like, just like that love, mm-hmm. you know, just like the connection they had. And then you really fall in love with Michael and you're like, mm-hmm. oh. Did oh. you, though? I did. <laughs> I mean, he's okay, but. Um, well, you didn't like him in the first season, but then they, I felt like made him really lovable. Yeah, like, I mean, I you got You came it. around to it and you're like, oh, this is so good. And then he dies and then you're back. You know, I just feel like. I definitely got it, but I'm team Jaffael for life. Jaffael. You heard it here. Okay. Um, so that was um, the Jane the Virgin craziness. Okay. Which was co-crazy. Um, also, hot off the presses, Meredith, I know you love to talk about The Simpsons, and you I'm going ha- to ask you to keep it brief today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can contribute. I should cho- cho- choose you. <laughs> I should cho- cho- choose you. Um, so, Hank Azaria, yep. just within the past 24 hours, um, was on one of the late night shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I saw that. came out with what The Simpsons should have done to begin with, which was a well-thought-out, well-reasoned... Um, answer to the Apu question, yeah, which was we have to listen to people, we have to listen to the segments of the population who are giving us this feedback, and we have to respect that. And he said, I am cool with stepping away from this voice and this part, yeah. Um, so <laughs> for listeners who missed my rant on the problem with Apu last week, um, I just think that was really great. Now, Al Jean, who is also um, a Simpsons dude. Really, um, how can I say this without using a potty word? <laughs> really pooped the bed. Uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on Twitter and just doubled down and tripled down and mm, just disappointing. came out looking like a bonehead. Yeah. So kudos to you, Hank Azaria. I uh, really thought your response was smart. And thoughtful and good for you for listening to people with your listening ears. Like, what do we tell our children all the time? Put on your listening ears. And um, someone associated with that program actually did. Um, Otherwise, just my usual shenanigans. Uh, Just a pile of the amazing race, Meredith. Um, Imposters, still watching, still good. Unreal, still watching, still good. Atlanta, still, like, narratively off the reservation. And I love it so, so much. Um, still chugging along with American Vandals. When I let you figure out who spray painted the wieners on the cars, I will let you know. Um, I'm also going to give um, just a quick second to say what I'm excited for coming down the pike. Okay. Did you watch Dear White People? I haven't yet. It's really good. I did hear an interview with the creators. I think that was on yeah. Keep It and mm-hmm. I, or the creator. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's really good. I liked it. I think you'll like it. Um, Handmaid's Tale is starting this week. Yeah. And I don't think I can do it. I don't think I have it in me. All the reviews I've heard are, um, it's so important. Um, it's really hard to watch. It's more difficult and upsetting than last season, which is probably some of the most upsetting television I've ever subjected myself to. Yeah. I still have nightmares about some of the things I saw. Um, but I'm very... The thing that is interesting is that it is stopping with the source material. Like, the source material ended with season one. Yeah. And so they're going off the book. Like, the book is done. So season two. I'm sure um, old... What's her name? Margaret Atwood. Mags. Um, <laughs> old what's her name? <laughs> old uh, Margaret Atwood. Pal of mine. Um, I know that she was contributing and, um, you know, has been a resource for them. But it's very interesting that... Um, they kind of have taken it in a new direction. So yeah. I wish that I could kind of figure out what was happening without having to know <laughs> what was happening. You can just do what I do and always just read the Wikipedia plot pages. <laughs> yeah, even that I feel might throw me oh, into yeah. a fit of nightmares. I know. So if I could get like a redacted <laughs> script, I don't know. We'll figure something out. So if someone could give me a G-rated to PG, <laughs> PG-13 maybe, PG-rated um, review and summary of what's happening on Handmaid's Tale. That would be awesome. Well, it won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meredith, one other quick, exciting announcement. I cannot believe this, but um, ATX is trying to kill me dead. 
So this week it was announced that um, the cast and writers from One Day at a Time will be at ATX Television Festival. What? What? I'm going to fling myself off a building. <laughs> we'll FaceTime you in. I cannot believe I'm missing all these great panels. I know. Meredith, devastation. And the one, the only... Rita Moreno. Is going to be there. I know. I'm picturing you sitting next to Rita Moreno. Like, Rita Moreno will be on your left. Yes. And Peter Herman, a.k.a. Uh, Team Charles from Young Girl, will be on your right. And you'll just be fabulous and chatting it up. And I can't even. We'll just be at happy hour at the Intercontinental. So. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. You're torturing me. <laughs> well, that's that's a lot of good TV you got there. Um, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, I'm traveling next week, and you know what that means. I'm going to be <laughs> watching. Downloading some Netflix. Yeah, Netflixing it up in the friendly skies. That's what we're watching. Remember to share with us what you're watching. Please do. So we can watch it, too. Meredith, do we have a new listener fantasy family this week? We do. Tell this us one about it. Is a good one. This one comes from Mallory in Portland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Mallory has chosen for her first mom, <laughs> um, Carol from The Last Man on Earth. Mom one. Love mom, it. Mom one. Carol from The Last Man on Earth, which okay. I love Carol. Um, Who is that? She is played by Kristen Shaw. Oh. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She on The Daily was, Show? Yes, and she was on Flight of the Concords. Ooh, and that was a good show. She was also on 30 Rock, I think. She was one of the pages for yeah. a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, Mallory gives us a reason why. She said, I would pick her as a mom even before I knew she was going to give birth um, to twins in her sleep. Which what? Is a, which is a thing that happened just because of her mad crafting abilities. The things she toll paints, bedazzles, and dreams up are truly awe-inspiring, and whoever makes those for the show is living my dream career. <laughs> it is pretty great. I, l- I love um, Carol's crafting. Okay. She says, Carol is someone who's as crazy as she is lovable, just can't dislike her no matter how irrational she may be, and that's why she's the glue of the post-apocalypto family. I love it. Um, that's another, <laughs> I know we talked about, uh, kind of annoying, but trying her best last week yeah. as a descriptor that yeah. we love. Yeah. For Claire Dumpy. Yeah. Um, someone who is as crazy as she is lovable. <laughs> yeah. That's another one. <laughs> I would happily take that moniker. Yeah, for sure. Me too. <laughs> All right. Um, mom number one, Carol from Last Man on I, Earth. I will just say that Carol has the best outfits too. Ooh. There. Isn't the world over? Like, how does she get craft supplies and how does she get clothes? Because... Only the people died. It's oh, not like... Man, that's a dream come true. Yeah, so all the craft stores are <laughs> stock full <laughs> and the clothing. And Look out, Michaels! There's a way for you to look up. Um, I've done this for um, Rainbow on the Blackish and for Carol on Last Man on Earth. You can look up where what they were wearing on each show. There's Ooh. like a website that'll tell you. I and like it's that. always like very expensive clothing, unfortunately. But... <laughs> There was a cheap... It's not like Target. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're like, is that Massimo? Perfect. Darn it. <laughs> Exhilaration. <laughs> um, there was this cheetah necklace in one of the episodes. It was a giant cheetah necklace that um, Carol was wearing, and I was like dying to find it, and I still haven't. So Hopefully it's from Forever 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my only chance. <laughs> All right, Mallory chose a second mom, which yes. I love, and it's Maya DeMeo. Um, from Speechless. So good. You I know, know she's one of my top faves. I do. And she says, let's be honest, there are more, way more nuanced, amazing women parts on TV, so let's spotlight two. She says, these two moms together would be insanity, but I just love the Gilmore Girl-esque comedy lines on this show, and her character is hilarious. She's exactly the type of mom on a sitcom you hardly see, strong and the family leader, but at the same time, completely bananas. I love that too. <laughs> I take that description yep. of myself as well. Um, something about her slight lisp plus accent is something I could listen to all day. And then this is the part I really love. She says, also, she's a terrible homemaker and Carol would be the stay at home mom of dreams. So never mind. These two are perfect for each other. Well, match made in heaven. Yeah. So I do love that. That's one thing. I don't know if you've noticed about, um, speechless. Do you remember they wrote some list on the wall in the dining room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, I feel like in sitcoms before, like they would do stuff like that. And then the next episode it would be gone. Yeah. It's just a Still fixture of there. the set. I know. They have writing on the wall <laughs> in the dining room, like in magic marker giant like floor to ceiling sharpie marker list like of to-dos or groceries or something yeah um which i like that they stuck with it and kudos to the continuity person on that program for sure that's awesome okay so two moms and then 
She's a sister, which is Midge from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, we don't talk about that show enough. No, we don't. It's so good. Um, she says she says what she thinks. She isn't quite self-aware of herself, so she has enough flaws to be realistic and super funny. I just love the slightly crazy people who talk fast. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> um, another sister, Megan from Felicity, which is another one of my favorites. She says... Um, a perfect yin to any super preppy, naive, delusional yang, which is, <laughs> I think, a nod to Felicity. Also, her, give her another show, or at least tell us what was in her box, which oh, was like a... excuse me? <laughs> it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head, I think. No? Um, it What's was in a, the box? It was another... Um, it, she had this box, and she just never wanted anyone to look inside of it. And we never found out what it was. Oh, I bet you there's some internet theories. Oh, I'm sure. Hold on. BRB. <laughs> and then she has an uncle, which is Phil Tandy Miller from The Last Man on Earth. Okay. Um, she said, even though he's married to Carol, can you tell I love the show? He's the perfect crazy uncle everyone probably has or needs. He cares and wants the best for people in his life, but just can never do it in the right way. That's for sure. And beginning of the show, he was almost unwatchable, but really um, slowly matures and becomes lovable while never losing his inner Tandy. Mm. Um so there were there were two Phils on the show. Okay. And they made him go by his middle name, which was Tandy, which is just so great. Um, there, like everyone's dead, but there's two Phils. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's fantastic. Um, this is such a great list. One, I feel like she was Mallory was really thoughtful about yeah. why she chose these people, and I love it. I think she really put some serious time and energy into her list, which we always appreciate. Yep. And um, I really like how her turns of phrases are really great. Yeah. So there you go. Mallory. Thanks, Mallory. Thank you. You rock. Um, Shall we talk about some moms? Yes, let's do it. Mother. <laughs> um, okay, so as usual, we did an all call for um, our listeners out in social media land. Yes. And we got some great answers. Yeah, we did. Some of them made me LOL. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So you want to start? Yes. Hit it. Um, all right. So the first the first one that people thought of was Carol Brady. The classic. Oh. The, the OG against which all others shall be measured. I just feel like it's... I think whatever. <laughs> I'm what? Not, Unpopular opinion well, coming? I don't, I don't feel like we should measure people against Carol Brady. But okay. she, I think she is an iconic mom. Okay. I'll give you that. Jeez Louise. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I see the next one. <laughs> Just for you. This one's perfect for me. Roseanne Connor. <sighs> you know, I did love that show so much, but I don't remember especially loving her. I remember thinking she was funny, but I also think, remember thinking she was like about half mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. All I know, you know, she worked hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important in a mom. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. And you... she taught me how to make meatloaf with cornflakes. <laughs> I re- remember very vividly an episode where one of the girls um, was going on a field trip to the grocery store for her home ec or something. Mm-hmm. And Roseanne was going to go on the field trip. It must have been Darlene. Oh, maybe it was Becky. Anyway, whoever it was wanted to die of embarrassment <laughs> because um, her mom was like, okay, like everybody, you're going to get your, what you're going to do is you're going to buy generic cereal <laughs> and then you're going to take it home and you're going to put it in the brand name box. And the daughter is just like <laughs> horrified that, you know, she thought she was eating Fruit Loops, but she was actually eating Fruitful O's or whatever. <laughs> and uh, that's when she told them that, you know, this is how you stretch a dollar and you put cornflakes into your meatloaf. And yeah, anyway, I'm going to try that. Top cooking tips here <laughs> on my TV family. Okay. The next is Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show. So good. Really good. And we got a quote about old Claire Huxtable, which really made me laugh because I forgot this part of her um, kind of persona. Yeah. Um, one of our commenters said, <laughs> Claire Huxtable, whose mere looks stop kids in their tracks. That's true. Totally true. I can see her face right now. She had the look. Yes. Perfect. You wanted to go have big fun with the wretched. <laughs> um, okay. Next um, was a, a twosome. Yep. Two for one. Uh, Lorelai and Emily Gilmore. Yeah. Which I love. You know we love that. We'll count it because they're both moms. They are both moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like 
I mean, a week doesn't go past when we don't talk about the Gilmore, so I don't know how much we need to talk about them. But well, I will say that not for nothing, Emily's a grandma and Lorelai's fixing to be. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> as true. As they say here in Texas. Um, and I feel like Lorelai often we look at her as like the fun mom or like the friend mom, mm-hmm. right? Like she's more of a friend than yep. she's a mom. But like, I love the moments where she like had like the mom code when she had to tell. Um, Mrs. Kim, that that Lane was um, staying at her house or things like that. Like, mm-hmm. she definitely still had plenty of moments where she had to. She knew that there were certain expectations of the title. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they may have eaten Pop-Tarts and, like, garbage or whatever. But, like, she did have the important mom things. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Or so. Um, and someone else mentioned Jill Taylor from Home Improvement. <laughs> Poor woman. I just, my first thought was that she was a patient wife. She was a patient (laughs) wife. I think that that was like definitely a sitcom model of the 90s that we've talked about before. It was Ding Dong Husband, Long Suffering Wife. Yeah. And Tim the Tool Man Taylor, man, he really, (laughs) yeah. uh, He was a a king of that genre. Yes, he was. Um, I do remember very specifically an episode where um, Jill was drooling in her sleep. Yeah. And Tim, I don't remember if he mentioned it on the show, but he definitely made fun of her publicly. Yeah. And she almost straight up murdered him. (laughs) Oh, man. No jury would have convicted her either because that is like... Mm-mm. Don't nope. be talking about people's nighttime drooling. <laughs> no. Meredith. I, I I've told you once, I've told you a million times. I would never talk about your nighttime <laughs> drooling. Ever. He made up a song about it. I can still remember it. I won't torment you with it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You were so terrible, and I watched every episode. (laughs) Yep, and I love JTT, and I got all those magazines that... Oh, JTT, also on Veronica Mars. Yes. Um, All right, so... Tiger Beat. um, (laughs) Yeah, Tiger Beat, that's it. (laughs) Someone else mentioned Selena Meyer from Veep. And in, in the terrible mom category. Yeah, as a terrible mom, um, which is definitely true. Um, she, I just loved that her daughter, Catherine, I don't know why I would say I loved it, but her daughter, Catherine, was always an afterthought. Like, oh, Catherine's here? It was yeah. Like, all the time, oh, Catherine's here? Oh, Catherine, I didn't see you. That's a good running joke. Yeah. Um, so, great choice for a terrible mom in Selena Meyer. <laughs> great choice for a terrible mom. I on TV. I feel like I was mom shaming there, but I, I was. Uh, <laughs> right. I want to make sure everyone got that. Uh, okay. So we also got a mention from Mike's mom on Stranger Things. Okay. How's your Stranger Things watching going, Meredith? You know. <laughs> Not so good. No. No. Um, so, you know, moms <laughs> on Stranger Things are um, a thing of wonder. They're so good. And um, the best mom, sorry, listener, but my fave, fave, fave mom on that show is Winona Ryder. Yeah. She's just falling apart and a hot mess in all the best ways. And I don't know. Winona yeah. forever. Who uh, who had that tattoo? Was it Johnny Depp? I don't know. One of her, like, 80s paramours had Winona Forever as a tattoo. God, where is that fact checker when we need him? (laughs) Anyway, uh, Winona Forever. Um, And then we also got to mention, I love this. I love a reality show shout out. The moms on Dance Moms because, and I quote, they're so crazy and it's disgustingly great. Yeah. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually, I've not seen Dance Moms. Um, What? But I've seen always seen the previews. I can't remember what show I would watch on that channel, and it would always give me the... You're probably just flipping through. Just, yeah. <laughs> just flipping through on the remote, not the, staying on that channel. The preview for Dance Moms and all <laughs> the fights... You know you were watching Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> all the fights that they would get in over their daughters. So good. Disgustingly great is a phrase that we need to yeah. bring into the popular lexicon. <laughs> um, we also got a mention for Penelope from One Day at a Time. I know, um, love that. God, Justina Machado, she will be here in my city. Um, it's killing me. But um, she is really great. She's teeny tiny, and they play that for laughs sometimes, yeah. which is kind of fun. Yeah, people uh, always say that to me, too. <laughs> 
It's so funny how teeny tiny I am. Let's play it for laughs. Teeny tiny (laughs) Meredith. Um, But she's kind of petite, and they, um, especially in the second season, she has this big, tall, strapping gentleman as a BF, and they always kind of play it for laughs. Like she'll have to stand on the couch to kiss him and stuff. Oh yeah. I think she has other personality attributes, but I can't think of them right now because I'm thinking about her strapping BF. But um, anyway, she is great. And I mean, speaking of drooling, (laughs) drooling, drooling. Uh, (laughs) It was drooling down the river. Okay. If you want to know what the song was, it was called drooling down the river. And I'm sure you can find a clip of it on YouTube. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so um, Penelope is great she's a mom to two kids she has this crazy mom to deal with um she's a nurse she's a vet she has ptsd well uh, she has a husband ex-husband with ptsd i don't know that she has pt well maybe a little bit maybe a smidge of ptsd (laughs) if that's possible um but most importantly she's teeny tiny (laughs) she's wee little wee little um but anyway yeah she is really just wonderful and if I haven't mentioned it before, you should watch that program. It is so good. Do <laughs> um, you want to do the last two mentions? Um, so we have Edith Bunker. From um, All in the Family, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, they mentioned that she's the voice of reason. Yeah, always the voice of reason to old Archie Bunker. And then Lucille Bluth <laughs> was also in kind of the... The worst. The best wor- of the worst. Worst mom category from Arrested Development. And I feel like we've... I think we've mentioned her before on... Yeah. Moms we love to hate or hate to love. Yes. She's <laughs> or great. Or people who are not aware that they are mothers to people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she is... It's just very gift-worthy. I'll tell you that. Totally. That's... Uh, I might need to do a rewatch. I mean, I have so many things I need to watch for the first time through. <laughs> but, but why not rewatch When I get to the, the end <laughs> of the pop culture, well, I'm going to start over with the rest of development. Uh-huh. All right. So thank you, listeners, as always, for your contributions. You guys truly make us LOL on the regular. Yeah. Um, okay. So... Do you want to talk about some of our favorite TV moms? You know I do. All right, go for it. Okay, so I have a um, a mom from a show that I cannot believe we haven't talked about. Tell me, it's Maggie from Playing House. You know I love that show. So good. Um, we Ma- saw those two clowns live and in person at ATX. I said hi to Maggie. <laughs> Remember that? I do. Remember that? I think I texted you and said she just walked by. I said hi, and she said hi back. (laughs) So, listeners, if you have not watched Playing House, finish this podcast, go rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars. Make it five stars. (laughs) And then go watch all three, I think, seasons of Playing House. It's so good. Right away. It's the first thing, the next thing you should do after reviewing us on iTunes. It will make your heart feel warm. Uh I think, you know what's funny? I feel like a lot of people have said, I mean, not to toot our own horns mm-hmm. toot toot but a lot of people have said they enjoyed listening to the podcast um with like how garbagey the news is lately yeah. i would say playing house i would put that in the category so it's like our podcast right is like number one like brighten, yes. brighten your life yes number two like say you've listened to all all of our podcast episodes <laughs> a couple of times you've rated and reviewed us five stars make them five star reviews um, and then you still are like, nope, that wasn't enough. The news is really dragging me down. I'm down in the dumps playing house. Playing house. So um, for those who have not watched it, it's about two best friends, and one of them is pregnant mm-hmm. and learns that her husband's a bit of a loser. So the other <laughs> best friend comes in. And, and she's lo- been in China. Yeah. Decides to leave her job there and come and live with Maggie. Um to raise the baby. To raise the baby. And oh. it is, they, the two of them together are so perfect. And it's so nice to see that they are exactly the same outside of the TV show. They really are. Um, Again, as someone who's met them personally. <laughs> through a wave. Yo. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why I like Maggie. <laughs> what? <laughs> she models what I feel like I wish I could be as a mom because she is an invested parent. She's really good with her baby. Yes. She's a thoughtful friend. Yes. She finds time for her friend. Mm-hmm. And then she's a contributing member of her community. Like, she's really active in her community. Yeah. Um, she's a she's nurse. She's a nurse yep. at the local hospital. Um, occasionally, you'll see her struggle to find that balance where yep. 
Like she's real is not here for a friend because she's doing this baby thing or yep. this and that, which is really nice to see a realistic portrayal yep. of that struggle to mm. find balance. And then she has an alter ego, ego <laughs> named Bocephus. <laughs> and <laughs> she can switch into Bocephus so fast. It is perfect. It's very funny. It's those two boneheads are, I mean, they're comedy geniuses. Yes. Bocephus and Jandana. (laughs) I mean, I laughed till I cried. And And if you like uh, Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele, he is in it. And he is hilarious. And kind of cute. Yeah. They're a darling little couple, those two. They are. um, And I feel like if you haven't seen it and you want just a little preview, go and watch the Bird Bones episode. Oh, Bird se- Bones! I forgot about her! <laughs> it's in season one, and I feel like if you just like want to see if you're going to like it, watch Bird Bones, and you'll love it. And bird then bones. come back and tell me about it. So many people call me Bird Bones, and I'm like, <laughs> stop. Stop it. You're insulting me and hurting my feelings. So teeny I, and tiny, I me. I can't gain weight. I can't. I can't keep it on. You know? You know. I, I have to tell like you. eating like bird crazy, bones. and I can't. Just falls right off. <laughs> Bones. You know, just chasing my kids around. Anyway, <laughs> next week on the diet podcast with <laughs> Meredith and Robin. Oh, All right, okay, so Maggie so that- is Mags, um, is one of my all-time favorite moms on TV. She's so good. That's a great pick. Okay, tell me one of yours. I will tell you one of mine. Um, so let me leave this off with um, Jill Kargman, who plays essentially herself on a little program called Odd Mom Out. Okay. And just the title alone, I very much relate to in the core of my being. Um, <laughs> so the deal with Jill is she's kind of this goth rocker mom. Oh, yeah. Describes um, you to a T. <laughs> um, not exactly that, but just being the Odd Mom Out. So she... Um, marries into this family who's very wealthy. And I don't, I don't remember if she comes from means or not, but it doesn't really matter. She marries into this family and they have money. Um, and they uh, live in Manhattan and she kind of f- floats in the circles of the ladies who lunch. Ooh. And she just can't ever quite pull it together. Yeah. And her mother-in-law is perpetually telling her how she doesn't fit in and her mother-in-law is a laugh riot but anyway um it just is always fun to see someone who can't quite get with the mommy program and fit in and do the stuff right and she's just always like at the wrong place and doing the wrong thing and buying the wrong birthday present not quite saying the right thing at the tea and she is hilarious and um, I also love, she's another one that has, you know, they have an interesting balance. She has a best friend who is a doctor who doesn't have kids and doesn't want to have kids anytime soon. And the two of them hanging out together. And I feel like they're always like a good hang. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about the kids and um, the friend is like um, understanding to a point. But then she's like, let's move on. Yeah. Um, which is kind of good to have that friend in your life sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so if you haven't checked out Odd Mom Out, I give it. Two thumbs up. I need to check it out. You want to talk about uh, Tammy Taylor? A little bit. I feel like we've talked about Tammy Taylor a lot, or at least the Friday Night Lights crew. Yeah. And I know Tammy was on your um, Fantasy Family. My original Fantasy Family. little shout out to Fantasy Family. Have you sent yours in? Send it our way. Um, I think about Tammy Taylor is she's not just a mom to Julie. Yeah. But she's like the mom. Oh, baby. What's her name? Oh, yeah, I forgot she had <laughs> old baby what's-her-name. Sorry, baby. Um, she's not just a mom to Julie, but she's, like... The mom, right? Like, like to like, everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was, like, a great mentor to Tyra um, later on in the seasons. But her being the counselor at the school yep. very, plays, like, a very maternal role, I, I think, do love at the that, school. At, that, at their house, um, you know, there's always somebody knocking on the door at, like, yeah. 11 o'clock at night, and they're both looking at each other like, <laughs> As if you here we go again. <laughs> um, but they always take care of it and welcome whoever it is in and give them shelter. And, um, yeah, we yeah. love you, Tammy Taylor, forever. And Tam- Tammy is, like, equal parts, like, sassy and, like, um, tough love and 
also like Sugar. compassionate and Spice. yeah, y'all have a good game now. Um, my one of my favorite quotes from Tammy Taylor yes? is she's talking to Julie and she says, "It's my job to make sure that you don't grow up stupid. It's bad for the world." And I just think like that really encapsulates <laughs> our jobs as moms, right? Yeah, I'm always talking to my kids about my job as their mom. Yeah, and one of them is to make sure they don't grow up stupid. I love that. It's bad for the world. It is bad for the world. So thank you, Tammy Taylor, for that. That's parenting fabulous. advice. And I will say, I think we've talked about this before, it is so hard to end an amazing show that has high expectations on a good note. Yeah. And that is one show that had a great series finale. Yes. They stuck the landing. And I think one of the reasons that it got such high praise is that Tammy Taylor got her just desserts. Yes. So there you go. There you go. Um, okay. So we talked about old Tammy Taylor. You know, I'm not going to let, um, I feel like I've let too many episodes go by without talking about Reba. You know, I'm going to talk about Reba. Talk about Reba. Do you know, speaking of Reba watch. Speaking of Reba. It, I did not know that she and Kelly Clarkson, she is Kelly Clarkson's mother-in-law. mother-in-law yeah. Come on, Meredith. Oh, well, hello. You haven't shared that little tidbit with me. You're on a pop cultural podcast. <laughs> so yeah. I, apparently they sang at the um, Country Music Awards mm-hmm. together. Reba and- had some quote about how uh, they finally realized that one woman, she was hosting, right? Yes. One, no. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she was because she said uh, they finally realized that um, one woman could do the job of two men because I guess they had two dudes hosting for oh. a while. Yeah. Reba? Reba. You card. Um, anyway, she, did you ever watch Reba? I know I've asked you this before. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen <laughs> you know it. that it's a program that exists in the world. Yes. Um, it's just cheesy and um, it's TV comfort food, man. It was on the other day in reruns and I just stopped to, <laughs> just stopped to give it a peep. And oh my God, oh, it was so cheesy. I love her Barbara Jean. Oh, yeah. Barbara Jean. And, um, she's like the queen of like whispering something under your breath a little bit. Like (laughs) she just cannot believe she is here. Like this is where she is in her life. (laughs) Yeah. And she kind of plays the entire series that way. Yeah. How did I come to this place? And I love it. It was good. You know, I do like a beleaguered wife from time to time. I will tell you, I'll get, I'll, I'll give you Reba. I'll give you Reba. <laughs> um, who else is on your list, Meredith? So, this may be controversial. Ooh, court and controversy. I like it. Um, but Mindy Lahiri from the Mindy Project. I love Mindy Lahiri from the Mindy Project. Yeah, I know. But as a mom, maybe not everyone would, might agree with me. But I it love, don't matter. I love her as a mom. I love, like, the contrast between her and Danny mm. and in the parenting, mm-hmm. right? Like... Danny Castellano. Yeah. Um, I love that she's just really comfortable with who she is, right? Like, she's just really comfortable with and confident, I will say. And she just parents how she parents, right? She's not worried about how other people parent. Um, But one of my... The moment that comes to mind that I think is really poignant is when she realizes that Danny's not going to support her. And she... Support her, like, going back to work and... She has all these um, prospects for her job and her career. Yeah. And he does not, he's not into it. And how she goes back to her old apartment and measures her closet. Oh, yeah. And makes sure it has room enough for a crib. And she takes out all her clothes, which are like a big, mm-hmm. <laughs> a big deal for Mindy Lahiri. She's a horse. Yeah. So, and she goes and makes that a room for Leo. And that moment right there just. Um, I gasped out loud. I remember that episode very well. Yeah. Because Danny, I I mean, we can talk forever about, like, the writing choices they made for Danny to turn him into kind of like a He-Man misogynist woman hater. Which is unfortunate. It was unfortunate, especially because he's so cute. I know. And then they really had to walk it back. Or not walk it back, but, like, had to... Yeah. He had to eat crow a little bit. Yeah. And we all had to forgive him. And, like, he had to come around. I mean, I did forgive him. Yes. He, if he danced again, I would forgive him. Um, <laughs> Gotta dust yourself off and try again. That's so good. I'm gonna I've go got a little right Aaliyah now. reference. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, so just her going back and just doing what was right for her and for Leo and just sticking to what she wanted to do but making sure there was room for her son. That and, like, yeah. Showing that there was a path. 
to being able to work and provide for a son. And how terrifying to have to oh, yeah. walk out on yeah. Um, yeah, but just like, I feel like showing that she just needed to do what was right for her family and she did it. Yep. Courage, Mindy Lahiri. Courage. Wasn't that kind of like a callback to her measuring her office or something? That whole episode was yeah, there a was, reference to that. Yeah, there was something. Oh, he told her, don't ever make a decision based on me or on someone else or something. Uh, I don't remember, but there was some reference. Like she had learned to measure something. or <laughs> She had learned to work a measuring tape earlier in the well, episode. Well, for Mindy Lahiri, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. Anyway, that's a good pick. I really, uh, that was a great episode. Um, all right, so that's, I think, my list. Any other moms that you want to... So we already talked about Maya DeMeo, who you know I love. Yep. Um, I think she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Penelope from One Day at a Time, who I also love. Um, I wanted to give one further shout-out. I know I've mentioned them before, but um, the couple Rob and Sharon on Catastrophe mm-hmm. are so good. And I think Sharon is another one who kind of portrays motherhood warts and all. Yeah. Um, and I just really think that she's honest and hilarious and real. And she's another one who um, just said, you know, I can't, I can't not be teaching. So she's a teacher. So okay. she's like, I need to get away from these little people who are on me all the time, <laughs> meaning her own children. Yes. Um, to go be with other people's children for a bit. So yeah, um, super relatable, um, but in a really, really funny way. Yeah. Honest and funny. That's, I know. Catastrophe. I Check it out, everybody. Um, anybody else on your Moms at Rock list? No. I feel like it covered a lot of um, really good, some terrible, <laughs> um, a lot of funny, strong women. The best and the brightest and the worst and the weirdest. The TV moms who raised us. So. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the moms who raised us, just the TV moms. <laughs> Okay. On that note, happy Mother's Day, everybody. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. Um, what are we talking about next time, um, Meredith? Next time, we're going to be chatting about the unsung heroes of many families, the babysitters and the nannies oh, and the like. I am so excited for this one. Um, so Can we talk about the Babysitter's Club? Did you read those books? I did. Right. I actually read Babysitter's Club Little Sister. But oh, anyway. Meredith! Um, I would like to petition to be able to include books just this once. <laughs> Literally, just this once. Um, anyway, oh, start thinking about that, peeps. Babysitters and nannies, and I will just try so hard not to sing Charles in Charge. Um, <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> so send us your fantasy families. Um, at mytvfamilypod at gmail.com. We love seeing them roll in. Mm-hmm. Um, again, find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Then you can let us know about some of your favorite babysitters and nannies and yep. what you're watching. And we'll see you next time. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye.